One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader. Hello there, it's Jamila Jamil. Are you by any chance listening to this podcast promo while out on a walk? If so, good for you. That's going to make both your mind and your body feel better. On my podcast, I Weigh, this month, we're going to be exploring mental health and talking to amazing guests about other things that you can do to make yourself feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to The Wokest. I'm your host, Edgar Montplaisir. Did you notice the accent on how I said Edgar instead of Edgar? It's because I am letting go of my colonizer name. I am a Haitian man. Why do I have an American, arguably Armenian name? Because I am colonized. <laughs> no! I should honor my Haitian ancestry and have a French name. I can't think of anything that honors when Haitian slaves won independence from France in 1804 more than speaking French. I should prove I am done with colonizers and speak only French, but metaphorically because my sponsors require that I speak English. I want you guys to know something. This show is going to be different. There are no kings here. No queens, no princes, no dukes, no duchesses, no jacks, no lords, not a baron in sight. No royalty of any sort. In fact, this show, there are no titles. <laughs> I was mistaken when I called myself the host. I am not the host. I am not in charge. Anyone can talk here. Cody, did you want to say something? Come on over. Well, actually, uh, uh, will someone be on the levels when you're, like, over here talking? Okay, then probably stay. I don't want it to sound bad, but please feel free to speak at any point, because this is a space for all. I want you to also know that this show isn't about one culture. It isn't about one perspective. It's about everyone. Everyone having a voice. Everyone offering up their opinions. Everyone being seen. That's why I will be inviting on guests to talk about topics that I've pre-selected that will highlight issues I care about in hopes that this podcast will speak to everyone. If you're a brand new listener who has never heard of me and are coming in with fresh ears, welcome. This is a safe space. You're allowed to do whatever you want here, except for one thing. Be wrong. Now, I am not a forceful person. I will not attack you to make you leave this space. Mm -mm, that's not me. But what I will do is say things that I know will make you leave. People who aren't down with wokeness can't handle these three words. Diversity. Intersectionality. MSNBC. Okay, good. After saying those three powerful words, anyone who isn't down with the cause should be gone by now. Okay, they're gone. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why focus on this podcast about wokeness now? Well, let's describe what wokeness means. 
Wokeness is people who realize that there's a lot of bad in the world and are doing something about it by pointing out to other people that they are bad. Is that a condensed version of it? Sure. But I don't want to over-explain anything to anyone. It's not my job to educate you, and it's not your job to be educated, and it's not my job to tell you to be educated, and it's not my job to tell you that it's not your job to be educated to tell you everything. Great. Cool. The only thing I'm contractually obligated to do is deliver 30 to 45 minutes of audio content to my producer bi-weekly. And trust me, (laughs) I could sit here and talk about anything. Did you know that there is no president with a first name with just consonants? (laughs) I could do a whole podcast about that, but I choose to talk about wokeness. I know there are some of you who are listening and realizing that you know some people in your life who aren't woke or are struggling with waking up. They are not devoid of hope. Trust me, there's a lot we can do. You don't have to lose them. Now, can you lose them? Absolutely. I've lost plenty of girlfriends who just weren't woke enough for me. They just couldn't handle how many times I tried to explain simple concepts to them. Like, yes, Selena, I do know more about third wave feminism than you. And that Applebee's was the perfect place to tell you. But putting that aside, here's something you can do right now to save some people in your life. Think of what's stopping them from being woke. Maybe they have some problematic views about immigration. Or you've seen them play devil's advocate on a police shooting video that was posted on Facebook. Maybe they just don't think Girls is a good TV show. I certainly don't. The only good thing on TV is MSNBC. Sorry, I had to say it again in case any non-woke people snuck in. They can be sneaky. Whatever it is that's stopping your loved one from being woke, I want you to pick up your phone Find three to four think pieces about the topic and send it to them right now. It doesn't matter what time you're listening to this. Do it right now. Salon, Refinery29, anything on Vox. I don't care. Get it to them right now. It could be too late. This text message could be the thing that saves them. Would you wait? Don't worry about what they're doing right now. Bomb them with these think pieces. Attack them. Attack them. Attack them. Good. That's just one of the things we can do with this show. This show can be anything, too. It's as fluid as my portrayed sexuality. Wokeness can't be commodified. Wokeness can't be commercialized. But it is available if you pay for Stitcher Premium. But hey, you got to pay the big bucks to get this wokeness. All right, you guys, this episode's going to be real, real fun. We have on a very, very special Latinx comedian, Riza the Chain. Welcome back to The Wokest. You guys, on this podcast, I intend to have guests because to assume that I could do this on my own would be capitalist, and by God, I am not. My first guest is someone who I am fond of. She is someone who is doing amazing work in the Latinx community. She's an amazing comedian. Not comedian. We don't make difference in gender here, Cody. (laughs) She's an amazing comedian. I really respect her. Please, everyone, welcome Raiza Lechea. You said that wrong. 
I said it correctly, actually. I went <laughs> ahead. We had our interns look at the pronunciation of your last name. And we're, it is, in fact, Lachea. If we, are respecting, <laughs> if we are respecting the Austrian origins of your name, and again, I understand that we look at whiteness like it's not a race, <laughs> but there are ethnicities inside of it, and Lachea honors the Austrian origins of your last name. Mi nombre es Raisa Licea, por Okay, favor. well, if you want to erase the Austrians, then that's on you. I won't have anything to do with that. How are you, Raisa? I'm good. Tell me a little bit about what you do. Um, what I do, uh, I, I do a lot of comedy right now. That's great. Comedy's yeah. changing the world. It have you seen Nanette? The net? Nanette. Nanette. I haven't. I know I have wow. to. I know. Every, I know. I know. <laughs> I, uh, wow. I've been finishing, uh, I've been catching up on, uh, Young and Hungry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's as impactful as Nanette. <laughs> it's not. It's such a no, weird it's okay. show. <laughs> Listen, you're entitled to watch whatever you want. I don't know what you're doing in your life. I don't want to control you. But I just think it's very interesting that you're watching a show called Young and Hungry, which I'm pretty sure has, you know, body ideals. And you're not watching a show from someone that is talking about, you know, comedy overall and how sexist it is uh, and talking about a very heavy topic, which is sexual assault with women. But please, Riza, do whatever you want. That's that's uh, that's fair. I, I got to watch. I just can't. My, like, ADD won't let me watch, like, seven different shows. Do you actually shows. have ADD? No, have you been I, diagnosed? Um, adult ADD, yeah. You have been diagnosed? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Do you I want, don't wanna, do you, do no, you want no, a certificate? No. Listen, you don't have to prove anything to me. I'm not a birther, okay? <laughs> a birther? Yeah, that's someone who requires that people prove their citizenship with a birth certificate, uh, and I am not that. Uh, I believe you by just looking at you. I you get look it. like an American to me. I do? Yes. Like what type of American? All types. All t- <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do a lot of comedy. I'm an actor. Oh, wow. Um, Thank you for not saying actress. Yeah, no, I say actor. Good. Um, I play basketball. Wow. I do CrossFit. Thank you. I have two cats, Meow and Muggsy. Thank you. They're like the loves of my life. Thank you. And they're free roaming, correct? <laughs> free roaming in my apartment. Yeah, they're not allowed out. Oh, okay. Listen, I control. I guess those prisoners are free roaming in their prisons. Yeah, this house is a prison. They wake up every morning on top of me and they say, "This house is a prison." Just like every man that wakes up next to me too. That's what they say. Listen. I don't want to talk about your sex life because only you can talk about your sex life. So, Rise, I want you to participate in my, our first segment for this show. We're going to have a lot of segments on this show. All right, let's do it. This first segment is called Wokeness Power Rankings. We list the top 10 wokest people on earth right now. Oh, And we'll fuck. talk about how they got their rankings. And we'll start with 10. Okay? So, I'll give a little explanation and we'll talk about it. Okay. Number 10 on the Wokeness Power Rankings is Colin Kaepernick. He showed us that sacrificing everything is a cost that doesn't come lightly. It's actually a cost that equals about to a lucrative advertising deal from Nike. I mean, yeah. Uh, wait, what am I supposed to do? Do I? Have- what do you th- What do you think about Colin Kaepernick? Oh, I think he's bad as fuck. Like, yeah, I I agree. I like him. I think. Whoa! I thought you just said he was bad. No, as like that. Ba- yeah, I mean that. Like in like a positive way. I just think that there are non-capital solutions to our problems. I mean, I understand he's making money off of this, but also he, like, kind of got, like, fucked over, like, last year. I've never seen someone who's got fucked over that's a millionaire. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, you know, I think he's doing shit that is making uh, the sports world is very uh, machisto. And, mm. like, the machismo in it is strong. Like, I did sports my entire life, too. So I feel like there's a lot of, uh, like, even, like, even, like, like with Serena Williams, how like they like didn't let her wear like that suit, and it's like mm. I ain't never see you tell a man what he could wear to fucking play tennis. That's right. So hey, what does the word machismo? Mean? Machismo is like um, 
it's like macho man, I guess you'd say, but like for the Latino world, it's a little stronger because it's like our culture, like how we grow up. Wow. It's 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 like being in that life, like you just as a female, kind of just. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Where hey, it's, listen, you don't have to. Actually, <laughs> I know. I, I should apologize. No, it's okay. How rude of me for me to expect that it was your job to teach me that word. And I want to apologize right now for even asking you. I mean, thank fuck, you though for look teaching it up, me. But look it's it up. not. I should. I have Google, and I'm so sorry. It's just how we're raised in the no, in the no, Latino culture. Like it's like something that you're don't you're raised stop with a man explaining like it that. To me because it's not your job. Motherfuckers, look that shit up. And I'm so sorry for explaining. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I do have to explain it a lot. <laughs> Number nine, Alec Baldwin for playing Donald Trump on SNL. To see Alec Baldwin play a loud, boisterous white man who just pushes his privilege on those less fortunate is powerful. It shows his range as an actor because where does he even get that <laughs> from? No. How is he even able to think of a character like that? A loud white man? Alec Baldwin, how are you doing this? I take him off the list. <laughs> Why? Why is what? he there? What are you talking about? Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's playing a loud, powerful, rich white man. Great. I do that all the time. <laughs> okay. Well, next time you're getting, on Saturday Night Live, I, yeah, you make sure to text exactly. us. I ain't getting that bank. <laughs> Number eight, McDonald's Sprite. <laughs> you are so stupid. I want you to name anyone right now. I'll, 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 I'm opening what? this question up to anyone. Name someone who has done more for the black community than Sprite. I'm waiting. Obama. Prove it. <laughs> Number seven, Scarlett Johansson. No. She's shown us that there are many ways to bring people together. Sometimes one of those ways is playing people of other races. Uh. I'm glad to see her following the light of other provocateurs such as Robert Downey Jr., <laughs> Thomas C. Howell, and whatever Aquafina was doing in Crazy Aquafina. Rich Asians. Ah, uh, fuck. I, I do like her, but she's not woke like that. I'm pretty sure you like her the same way you like Alana in Broad City. I think she's just so pretty yeah of course <laughs> well those are you know european centric standards that you're looking at number six kanye west for his apology oh on the slave comment he's only six on the wokeness power ranking but on men apologizing for their bs he's number 12 what do you think about that i don't know i have to i have this fight like once a week with the guy i'm with like he loves him and i'm like no you can't like you can just him. call him your partner you no. don't have to you don't have to identify his gender i don't whatever the guy fuck Listen. Hey, listen. I'm not questioning that. <laughs> Number five. No. Drake for the song Nice for What? Drake is everything to me, and you already know that. Absolutely. Drake wrote a song about women, and it's very catchy and good. So many songs about women aren't catchy or commercial. They just talk about women's issues. Drake went the extra mile and made it actually sound good. <laughs> I know you're trying to make fun of him. I'm not. I will not accept this. I'm not. He also put some badass fucking women in that video. Of course. And that's what I'm saying is like <laughs> when you can go ahead and look at something like that and say, I want to do something for women. And who cares about the message? What about it just is a number one record? You know what I mean? I mean, sure. He also has songs about like fucking like women and treating them not nice the best. Nice for what erases all of them. Oh, it does? Yeah, okay. Absolutely. I mean, listen, I'll dance to it at the club. But. Number four, the commissioner for the French Open, who's what? making sure that everyone oh. who plays tennis is on equal footing 
dress wise. Look at that callback. Damn. Because tennis wants to be a sport for everybody, and nothing sends that message clearer than telling a black woman what to wear. Nah, fuck that guy. He can suck my dick. Don't you dare Riza, tell anybody Riza, how to fucking dress. You don't know what his sexuality is, so I don't appreciate that comment. Oh, don't worry. He can still suck it. Okay. How dare you tell her what to wear? To make sure that everyone, I went to a school, okay, that everyone had to wear a uniform. Me too. And it was all the same uniform to make sure that everyone had the same exact uniform that was bought Mm -hmm. from a corporation owned by the school. And that's a quality. It's not a quality. Yes, it is. I understand uniforms now as an adult. Yeah. But like not like when you're playing, like when you're. You're a fucking athlete. Like you're not like you're also not on a team. You're not on a football team where you have to wear the same jersey as everybody. Yeah, but don't you want to make sure that everyone is wearing the same Nike brand? No. Everybody needs different brand deals so they can support their families and themselves. It doesn't make sense to me that Selena wants to wear black Nike instead of wearing white Nike. I don't get it. Mm-mm. Number three, Mm-mm. John McCain, <laughs> but only as a dead person. <laughs> John McCain alive, very bad. John uh, McCain dead, very woke. You know, that's a that's sometimes a hard one because there are some things that I was like, okay, John, like you're a veteran, like you fought for the country. Listen, but also, nothing erases so many th- things. You can't tell me right. what to do he was my a veteran. body. He was a veteran, just like Stonewall Jackson, no. just like Robert E. Lee. Oh, he no. was a veteran, and we do have to respect that. I agree with you. Oh, God. My dad would hate me saying anything bad about John McCain. <laughs> Number two, the owner of the Comedy Cellar. For saying Louis oh. C.K. deserves a comeback, but also repeatedly reminding us that he was asleep when the show happened. It's that kind of courage that makes you want to stand up for what you believe in. Yeah, he can also suck my dick, and so can Louis C.K. Listen, as long as it's consensual. Both of them are trash. Okay, as long trash, as it's consensual. Trash. Is that guy, the comedy seller, he's a white guy too? I don't look at race. I do. Okay. Number one, <laughs> Beyonce, because she's always going to be number one. She's, yeah, perfect. What yeah. do you think about Beyonce? I think she is so amazing. Absolutely. Like, I feel like when I was younger, I wanted to be a black woman just like looking at her. Like, and of I was course, like, that's not problematic at all. <laughs> I don't know. I grew up watching mostly black shows, like comedy shows, because there wasn't Latino shows to watch. That's so weird that you only watch black shows. When I grew up, I just watched shows. Ugh, I hate you. <laughs> Beyonce is a queen. Yeah, absolutely. Una reina. Well, no, she Beyonce is a person of high regard. No. I don't worship any sort of monarch. Ella es una reina. Okay. Everybody, what, what everybody. Does that mean? Fuck, everybody why are you doing that? Down to her. Why are you doing? I'm so sorry for asking you to tell me what La Reina means. I should <laughs> learn on my own. Lorena, <laughs> I will look it up. Lorena. <laughs> Lorena, I'll look it up. Is it Lorena? La is Reina it? is Stop the queen. Her, Edgar. Stop asking her. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You can ask me. You, I have your permission? Yeah. Okay. I have so many questions. If then. I don't like it, I'll just tell you to shut the What's fuck up. What's the difference between a burrito and a wrap? A burrito and a wrap? Maybe I went too far. I <laughs> well, I'm not Mexican. I didn't assume you were anything. Like I said, you look American to me. <laughs> Moving on to our next segment. Les Invisorables. So I'm going to read to you a little report, okay. and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Les Invisorables is a... Section of the show where we highlight a group of people you didn't even know you were erasing. Because there's people that we erase. There are contributions that we aren't giving. And I want to make sure we're giving those contributions to the right people. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to introduce these people Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about it. Everyone's been talking about Jeffrey Owens. 
actor of Cosby Show fame who was recently spotted working at a New Jersey Trader Joe's. And everyone's been coming at the reporter of that article. What was their intent? To shame a famous actor that everyone knew was Jeffrey Owens? Or what if there's someone else that we should be blaming? What if it isn't on the reporter? Did you consider that perhaps we are erasing someone equally as responsible? In today's world of 24-hour energy, fitness, and news cycle, (laughs) we see trash articles all the time. Articles with misinformation. Articles with biased agendas. Articles letting us know what kind of cereal white supremacists eat. And the answer is shredded wheat. (laughs) It's always shredded wheat. But is the reporter always to blame for those articles? I worked for my high school newspaper. And I was a damn good reporter, if you ask me. Hmm. I remember I was working on a big-time story about how spectacular it was that our school's basketball team was awful despite being in a lower-income community. (laughs) And I mean, come on. That's a given. But my school's editor killed that story. They knew that if that story got out, pandemonium would sweep across the neighborhood, mostly because people used the school paper to roll up joints. But my point is, (laughs) sure, let's hang these reporters for their trash articles. But save some rope for these editors. These editors read the article. These editors give notes on the articles. These editors quite literally edit these articles. And, of course, these editors sleep with the reporters' wives. This is all in an editor's (laughs) job. So why are we only giving credit to these reporters? (laughs) Next time you see an article that makes brash accusations with little to zero research done, don't just tag the reporter. Tag the editor who was too busy doing blow in the Boston Globe's bathroom (laughs) to read the damn thing before sending it off to print. Let's not do what these editors should be doing and erase their contributions to these trash takes. An editor, in my humble but right opinion, is just as responsible. Riza, what's the last trash article that you read? (sighs) Fuck. Oh, man. I don't even, I feel like I haven't read anything this week. Um, That's good. I'm bad. That's good. No, sometimes you got to stay uninformed. You know what I mean? I honestly, like, unless it's, like, on Twitter or Facebook at this point, I feel like I haven't, like, even, like, had to search for an article. But I did. I, like, speaking of that one, mm-hmm. um, I agree with you, though, with the editorship. Because, like, I'll think. Of course you agree. I think about that. <laughs> shut the fuck up. I think about that a lot with like people like like a Kardashian or mm. like somebody at that level. When something goes wrong, I'm kind of like. How the fuck did that happen? You had like 17 people that this had to go through before you like did it. You're not really posting your own stuff. Like maybe on your story, sure. But like on your legit stuff, you have somebody edit it, facetune it, like color correct it on a fucking computer before they even post it. Of course. So I don't know. I agree with the fact that like it does have to pass through a bunch of people. Are they all doing coke in the Boston Globe bathroom? Yeah. Probably, yeah. You know, because at some point, maybe by pure random chance, I will say something incorrect. And I don't think it's fair for that to all fall on me. I think some of that blame should also fall on Cody. Because Cody's sitting here listening to it always, and he's not saying anything about it. Oh, but I love Cody. But, you know, like you said, it's not just me. There's 17 other people who work on this show. <laughs> that is And fair. they should all go through and make sure that it's that it's correct. Always. But I wish... again, they don't have to work too hard because I'm always correct. Well, okay. I mean, you think you're always correct. Wow. I didn't like the way that you used those pronouns against me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I agree that it should have gone through. It, it went through a lot of people. And like, also, they were, like, body shaming him, too, which I didn't like, which a mm. lot of people aren't talking about that. But, like, they're literally 
also like body shaming him when we're in a world of like body positivity that they shouldn't have done. We are in a world of body positivity. Yeah. You know, seeing, you know, models go out and push body positivity is so important. (laughs) And that's what I really enjoy. You know, seeing someone like Gwyneth Paltrow say, you can look whatever you look. Is beautiful. (laughs) That's so, like, you know what I mean? Seeing these models who have worked their ass off to be perfect and then tell me, hey, it's okay that you look like what you look like is the message I want my kids looking at. Okay. Well, like, I mean, I, there are the body positivity, body positivity is a thing because there are like plus size models like out there, like, and there's just regular girls that look like, me or other girls that have like normal bodies and of we're course. not like super skinny. Of course. And rather than, you know, like, you know, getting rid of the system that, you know, capitalizes off of saying that you have to look one way, let's just also commercialize and objectify all types. I agree with you 100%. God, you took such a spin on this. Oh my God. I don't know what you mean. We're only talking honestly here. <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk to Riza Lachea about no, how she's name. bringing Latinx people into an often white space. Actually, the second most white space in improv comedy. That first space, the news. <laughs> <laughs> back with Riza Lachea. No. Now, Riza, talk to me about, you have a show and it's called SAP. Uh, talk to me about that show. Um, so the show's called Spanish Aki Presents. Mm-hmm. Uh, SAP is our team name. It's mm-hmm. uh, myself mm-hmm. and Carlos Santos, Tony Rodriguez, and Oscar Montoya. So three men and one woman. Um, sure. Okay. Two of them are queer. So but I they guess, do identify as male? Um. You know, we never really talk about it because it's not something we have to talk about. No, I guess. representation isn't something we should discuss. Well, no, it's just it never comes up because I don't. I feel like we never. I don't know. I never have to like. I think you're doing a good that. job speaking for everyone. No, I'm just saying like we don't we don't talk about no, I it agree. like that. I agree 100. Uh, I'll ask them today when I see them at five o'clock what they want to be. Um, they've never said they want to be a uh, a like called out as a female, male, they, or anything sure, like that. Of course, of course, of course. Um, but and anyways. It's not your job to find out. It isn't. You're right. I guess that's why. I don't know. I don't think about that when I talk to people. I'm just like, whatever. If they make it a point to say it, then cool. If yeah. not, it's fine. I'll just, like, refer to you as your name. And that's it. Thank you. Um, yeah, labels labels are a thing. I don't so like tell them. me about the show. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. So the show is, um, it's called Spanish Hockey Presents, and it's the only Latinx uh, main stage show mm. at UCB, Upright Citizens Brigade. And we had our first show last year, January. Perfect. Um, it's the first Friday of every month at 1030 at UCB Sunset. And Perfect. only Latinos have done the show. I'm sorry. I think you mean, and I don't want to correct you. I want to make sure that you know that I respect you and that me saying this is only because I know there's heartbroken people out here. I think you meant Latinx. And again, I don't want to ever correct you, but I think um, you meant Latinx. So I I use both terms. Uh, I'm very old school for a lot of things. Okay. And I do, like, I, I feel very comfortable saying Latino. Of course. And Latinx for me is more of like, when if I am like speaking more generally or like if I am promoting something, I will say Latinx because that's what most Latinos that I have spoken to in person <sighs> feel Raza, comfortable I, again, with. I don't. I'm sorry that I have to stop you right here. And again, I am so I am so sorry that I am doing this and I don't want to be doing this. 
And again, I, it pains me that I'm doing this, but I think you said Latinos just now, and I think you meant Latinx. And again, I want to apologize. I did not mean to do that. It's fine. Okay. Thank you. I just want to make sure I got your permission. But continue your story, please. Um, so, yeah, we're just bringing Latinos on stage. We're, we're getting... We're getting... <laughs> Right. It's just like, you know, like I'm thinking about like myself and like how, you know, sometimes people will just say African-American when I am not, in fact, African-American. I'm just black. I'm also Latinx. And you you are Latinx. I am Latinx. Yeah, because you're Haitian. That is correct. You have done our show. I have. Yeah. I but got, I wouldn't have done it I if I some, knew that you called it a Latino I show. I got some. And I want to apologize to anyone. bad feedback on that. You got I'm some kidding, bad kidding. feedback? No, I did have people be like, why is Edgar doing this show? And I'm like, because he's Haitian. And they're like, uh-huh. And? And I was like, and that's part of. Maybe it's because you keep calling it a Latino show. You know? I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to cross anything. Again, I am so sorry. I, I didn't want to bring this up. I didn't want to be that person. I hate that person. But I'm just thinking about that kid at home who's a Latinx kid and saying, wow, Rise is going to be on this podcast. And then she hears you say, Latino, that must be devastating. <laughs> okay, Latinx, Edgar. Para que no me interrupta más, coño. I won't ask you what that means because I respect you. Good. Um, so, yeah, we... The point of the show was because I felt like there weren't people that looked like me doing the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, doing, sorry, doing shows at UCB. Yes. And um, I had pitched it like in the summer of last year. And then finally we were able to have a meeting and get it done. It was a little bit of work, but we got it. And then um, it's also part of like showing the Latinos, Latinxers, Latinos, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, that we also like we do look differently. We aren't all brown, stereotypical, like how they put like a Latino, like, that looks like so stereotypically Mexican or a Cuban or whatever it is um, on TV and mm-hmm. on movies. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was also part of it. Like our first mashup team was an improv team and it was of like people that I had done comedy with that had told me or express, expressed to me how they didn't feel like they were taken seriously in Hollywood or taken at UCB. Seriously as what? As a like as a Latinx person in the mm. community, because either a they were white passing because mm. of their skin, it's like that's crazy because like we come in all different colors, mm-hmm. or because they were Afro Latino, so like they don't go out for they don't go out for like uh, Latino stuff as much because mm. they go out <laughs> they go out more for black, mm. um, and then others that don't speak Spanish, mm. so they felt like they were like taken uh they were put down because of that so that was like the first like mashup team mm-hmm. uh that we put up and so yeah we just get celebrities and influencers or somebody that is doing something cool like we had a hairstylist mm-hmm. that does like hair for a lot of famous like latinx people mm-hmm. um you're spotlighting yeah we're spotlighting different we're showcasing different types of things it's not just like it's not stand-up it's not improv it's not sketch only it's it's all types of things like we have a magician in october and he's one of like the only latinos that does magic at the magic castle uh Mm -hmm. but i had seen him do bangerang and i like that was two years ago and i remembered and i like got his info and booked him uh, Raza, I want to say, yeah, uh, what you're doing is beautiful. 
I think that what you're doing is completely magical, and I think that it's very important. And I didn't want to cut you off while you're describing that very beautiful thing, but you said Latino five times. How many times that, did I say Latinx? You didn't uh, count that one. I saw you. You're right. I should be counting your wins, so for the rest of this, I'll count both. Yeah. But right now, you're at five Latino, zero Latinx. Uh-huh. Oh, zero? No. Go back, for Cody. For what I counted. Cody, how many times, Cody? Go back. Play back. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to ask you about... You guys recently did a, a charity event yes. for an organization called Races, I believe. <laughs> Races. Okay, so <laughs> then I guess, Cody, uh, if we could get these questions changed. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me – because I have here I have here written for these questions, who won? Um, <laughs> how many kilometers was it? Uh, if we could get new questions, please. Oh, that, like races, like running? <laughs> well, I was just going off of the information that my intern gave me. Cody, if we can get – uh, let me talk to him and see what we can do. Cody, we have a fucking question here about medals. We have a fucking question here about medals, Cody, and I just want to make sure that Jesus fucking. If we can get new questions, Cody, what is the charity? Fuck, Cody, can we, can we get fucking new questions, yeah, Cody? Give me, give me five minutes. Okay. Um, Raices is a nonprofit organization located mm. in Texas mm. uh, that they are currently working with uh, helping end family separation. Wow. Uh, and they, so they, with the money that is raised and mm -hmm. donated to them, they pay for the, they help pay for lawyers that are fighting to help get these families back together mm -hmm. and also pay for the bonds because there are a lot of bonds that are not, that are being, that are, there are a lot of bonds that are not being met because the families can't pay for it because they're, they're just not rich people. Um, so, yeah, so they're doing a lot of good work out there. Um, and I want to thank those families for not being rich. I just want to make sure we're on the air <laughs> because we don't need any more of them. And I think there's enough rich people in the world. And I, I think that those families making the very strong, brave choice not to be rich is very powerful. I mean, I don't know if it's a choice. <laughs> I think it's a— I think we agree to disagree. I think they, they come to this country looking uh, for an American dream, and they they— they're at a point where they feel like they're they are they are working hard. They're working respectful jobs, and uh, they are they came to this country to better themselves and better them family and give their their children a better future. And unfortunately, uh, Donald Trump and forty five is that what you refer to? Yeah, him we as? don't say his name. Ugh, gross. Ex yeah, forty five, please. Forty five. I just hope there's no like athlete that has that number because like I'd be so mad well if they did I would ask for an apology I mean, and I would ask for their immediate removal from that team why <laughs> no why not thank god he's not 23 I mean Ugh. I'm sorry are you okay with portraying offensive things are you telling me that you would enjoy I'm saying if they're doing something offensive we should have it removed no because they had that number before him wow well you know the Cleveland Indians had Cleveland Indians for a long time that is and a I trash still don't thing. want them around I also don't want that and again that name I am so there. sorry for how my tone came across there <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry if it sounded like I was coming at you at all. I'm deeply sorry for that. That's fine. I like it when people come at me. You are my equal. No. If not, better than me. For sure better than you. I don't disagree with you. <laughs> I haven't this entire podcast. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's what Raices is about. So we did a fundraiser. Walk me through the show. <laughs> so what's funny is... Uh, all our all our SAP Spanish Aki Present shows are obviously only Latinx talent and guest. But for this, are the audiences also Latinx? 
Um, mostly, yeah, but is it, that by is that like no, by, it's, through vetting through the ticket process <laughs> no. or I think uh, they just want to see the same thing like why we started the show. They want to see people that look like them on stage. Right, great, great. Yeah, but uh, there's no one there who's pretending to be like pret- if like if I went to a show, no one would know that I was. Okay, good. That you you didn't finish that sentence. <laughs> no, I just wanted. To, I think you made you made the answer clear by how you looked at me. <laughs> I think you gave me a wink, and that's all we have to say. <laughs> I didn't give you a wink. So um, then, yeah. So our our Raisa show, we wanted to invite um, anyone because we did want it to. We didn't want to make it like exclusively only of to. And the tickets were a little bit more expensive. The right? tickets were twenty five dollars. Of course, because... and you're not going to get people to pay twenty five dollars to see an exclusively Latinx show. Yeah, we can. <laughs> but you didn't. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, we just, I think that me and the boys, we have other, we have other wow. friends. I'm so sorry that they make you say me and the boys. Oh, no. I am so sorry. That's how I actually call them, even in emails. I don't know. They've never corrected me, so I guess it's fine. Because they know that you're free to do whatever you want. They know I'm in charge. I'm I'm the Beyonce of the team. Beyonce's not in charge. I'm the J-Lo of the team. Good. I'm the Michelle Obama of the team. I do like her. I'm the Giancarlo Stanton of the team. Who is that? Uh, he's just like... Edgar, stop asking her to explain things. He's a home run derby winner of last year and one of the best baseball players in the MLB. Oh, I don't support organized sports. I followed. So tell me more about that show. Walk me through it again. So uh, let's start at the top. <laughs> so we, we asked a bunch of guests uh, to come. And so we ended up... And how up- did you reach out to the guests? Um, most of them were just friends, so we texted them. Okay, like literally and, everybody was a friend except for. And you made sure guests. that all of these people, again, being respectful, had access to their phones. That you weren't charging them any money no. by texting them. Like they had plans that supported. Oh no, I'm pretty sure everybody can afford their phone plan. <laughs> I, I try my hardest to live my life without making any assumptions. That's good. I mean, yeah, I get that. I guess I just feel like if you can't afford it, your phone should be on airplane mode at that point, and then you'll get back to me when you get back. To me. I think Marco Rubio said a very similar thing. I followed. Do not compare me to that Cuban. I, it wouldn't compare you to anyone. Do not. Okay. Um, we started off with coming out, and we res- the band was playing. We had a live band, and then it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and then we had we did a really quick hosting bit where we talked about what the show was about, sure. and. Um, we then brought out our first guest, which was Nicole Byer. She did stand-up. Uh, you guys speak Spanish in the show. Is that correct? Yeah, we do a mix. It just comes That's out. Yeah. Are the Spanish portions subtitled, or should people who don't speak Spanish not attend the show? Uh, people that don't speak Spanish will figure it out, and if they don't, it's not my problem. Again, it's up to you, whatever yeah. you want to do. I just know that my show will be released in all languages. Oh, uh, yeah? Just because I don't want to exclude anyone. Can you but name that's all how these I languages? Run. That's how I, I mean, it's not my job to educate you, so I won't do that. Okay. <laughs> Send me a link. I will. <laughs> uh, we had Nicole Byer come out. She did some stand-up. Mm-hmm. Then what we- runtime are we at at this point? Oh, God, I don't know. I did a run of show. Uh, my ROS had her at a seven-minute stand-up. Okay, uh, we did a three-minute hosting bit. Great. She did seven minutes. Great. I just want to make sure that everyone is hearing how much work you did. Because if <laughs> I erase that part of it, then they're, they're not hearing how much work you did. And sometimes I think like you hear someone be like, oh, I was on this movie. And they don't think about all the time and stuff that you put into it. So I just want to make sure that that's very clear. <laughs> It is a lot of work, so thank you. Um, then we had um, 
We had Jessica Salgado. She did uh, poetry. She's a very, very excellent poet. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah she had uh, 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Continue and, to describe this as, as in detail as you can. Please. Yeah. She did 12 minutes. She crushed it. I think she did. Yeah. No, I'm um, not. I think I know she did three poets, poems. Um and they're just like very she did like two older poems that she had mm. written previously and I think she did one newer one. Um mm. I was backstage running around because I was like I like since I produce, I'm like in the back like making sure everybody's Were the boys running around? Um yeah, they were too. Good. Yeah, Good. yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure that there's equal running. Yeah. How much running would you, would you say you did? Uh I probably do a little extra running because I'm the one that does send wow. the emails. <laughs> <laughs> I will make sure to send the boys a very long-worded email about this because that's not okay. But I'm so sorry, Riza. I do have to cut you off. My producer is waving at me and saying that we are running out of time for you to describe your show, okay. which I think is terrible. Again, on the part of the producer, I will send a long-worded email to Earwolf as well about this, that we didn't have time for you to describe your show in full detail. Earwolf. But I'm sure it's a very, very good show. <laughs> You are going to be working on the subtitles. I think I have a commitment for you from that. What? Um, no, so, and we're going to make sure that all, I better get money Latinx, out of that. Uh, in every form of publication. So, yeah. Again, I want to end the show on a positive note, and I think so many shows end on a selfish note. Okay. You end with plugs. You end talking about yourself. Yeah. I don't want to do that. So when do I get to plug though? I will make sure that you have a space to do that for you. Uh-huh. But for right now, I want to make sure that you're doing something for someone else. Okay. This segment is called. GoFundMe raffle. And we have selected five random GoFundMe accounts. And we're talking about, (laughs) like, you know, GoFundMe is like someone who can't pay their medical bills or a family who just recently suffered from a tragedy. And again, our intern selected these at random. These are going to be fucking I'm going to give you an opportunity (laughs) to pick one out of a hat that you are going to commit to whatever amount of money you want to commit to. I'm not going to force you. I don't know what your capital uh, is. You know, I don't want to even I'm going to open your wallet and whatever cash you got, that's going to be my Listen, whatever is yours, you can give. Uh, So we have five... Uh, GoFundMe accounts again chosen at random by our intern. Can I open all of them or do, oh, just I can, one? You I pick just, one. And I pick then, one, and then you're going to be donating whatever amount of money you would like to this GoFundMe account. If I don't, if it's a racist thing, I'm not going to do it. D Wilson. Okay, that is a GoFundMe account for Officer David Wilson, who was just involved in a shooting of an unarmed man, and he's looking for help. With his legal defense team. No, I'm not going to give him money. Riza, you just came on. Riza, no, I'm give so me sorry. that hat. Riza, Let me get another one. Riza, I don't think our intern selected these at random. <laughs> and I just want to make sure that no. you just said, and again, I am so sorry. I am so <laughs> sorry that that is the one that you picked. I will be speaking with my intern. I guess I'm sending two very long, wordy emails to Earwolf about this. But I'm not is- giving that motherfucker my money. <laughs> Riza, please. I'm not going to tell you to lower your voice. In fact, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to say raise it. Raise it higher. Yeah. (laughs) But just know that there's nothing that we can do about this situation. And I am so sorry. Again, I thought it was going to be one that was like medical bills or something like that. Again, we just put in. Yo no le voy a dar ninguno de mi dinero, por favor. I don't understand. And that is my fault. I want to apologize. I should have went and learned Spanish before doing this interview. Es verdad, you should have. Sure. What was that first part? Es verdad, it's true. I'm so sorry for having you explain that. Uh, Duolingo. Raisa Lichea. No, Raisa Licea. Uh, what do you want to plug? Um, 
Please make sure that it's nothing that uh, profits capitalism. So anything besides that. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to first plug that I'm not going to donate to D. Wilson's GoFundMe. I'm going to secondly do not. I didn't say anything. I see you trying to. I didn't say anything. <laughs> um, I do. I want to plug uh, our show. It's every first Friday of the month at UCB Sunset. Um, we have we just got another confirmation literally yesterday of a six-month run. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. It's called Spanish Hockey Presents, and we're on Instagram at Spanish Hockey Presents. We're also on the UCB website. And, uh, yeah, so come watch it. It's $7, and it's wow. for, you know, you being able to watch a bunch of, like, brown people on stage crushing it. And also, I guess, my social media at Riza Star, R-Z-A Star. Mm -hmm. That's my Instagram. My mm -hmm. Twitter, at Rizalicea, mm -hmm. R-A-I-Z-A-L-I-C-E-A. -A. Thank you. Um, plug my CrossFit. No, I'm just <laughs> you know. can plug anything. Well, plug. you can't plug CrossFit. Why that not? is a capitalist organization. No, it's not. Plug my CrossFit at CrossFit 323. <laughs> I don't know. Do they make money? Do they make money? Yeah, but wow. they... That's it. They support this body. Guys, and thank you so much. At Tomato Pie Pizza Joint, <laughs> thank you so sponsor much. me. Tomato Pie Pizza Joint, sponsor this body. Raisa, I'm trying my hardest not to speak over you, <laughs> and I deeply apologize that I did. You didn't leave me with much options, and I want to apologize for that. I want you to say my name correctly. Okay. Raisa Lechea. No! My God. I, I want to thank you so much for being the first guest on The Wokest. Uh, please check out this podcast wherever you can listen to podcasts. Thank you to my producer, Cody. Thank you, Cody. Thank you to my producer, July. Thank you thank to you the July. person at the front desk, Matthew. Thank you His to name the, is Marv. Thank you to the valet that let my car in. You thank know you their names? The, thank you. Do you know their not names? Yet, and I will work you on that for work the next on episode. That. Thank you to the person who let me turn right when they were, had the chance to go left. Thank you to my girlfriend who made me eggs this morning. Oh, I Thank love you her. to the landlord who gave her the apartment so she can cook eggs. Am I giving credit to everyone? Is there someone I'm what missing? What about my cats? Thank you to your cats. What are their names? I don't remember names of animals Meow because and those Muggsy. are slave names. Excuse me? Thank you to the person who helped Raise your cats. The cat's mother, who we never talk about. We never talk about that person. I just want to make sure that. Because she left them on the street. And you don't understand what her options were. Thank you to everyone. Oh, my God. Who, I just had you. I cannot. Thank you to everyone who contributed to this podcast. Every single thing that you do for a person helps in a way that you can't even measure, which is why I just did. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Locust. This is Tony Rodriguez. This is Carlos Santos. This is Riza Licea. And this is Oscar Montoya. When our powers combine, we are Spanish Aquí Presents. We have a brand new podcast here on Earwolf, bringing you the best of the best of lo mejor of the Latinx comedy. Join us every Tuesday as we chat about what's going on in our lives, Latinx culture, and ¿qué es lo que? Lo que no está picando. Lo que te pica. Don't worry, we'll tell you what that means if you listen. We'll also be joined by a new guest every single week. We'll get to know a little bit more about their lives. Every single week. Uh-huh, and then we'll make them sit back and watch us improvise their lives right back to them. Improvisation. <laughs> Spanish Aki Presents premieres July 16th. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Hola, Nesea. Spanish Aki Presents.